Hey, this is Aaron. And Melissa. And we're Trending Spokane, a weekly podcast all about the latest in the Lilac City. Finding out what is happening right now in Spokane can be overwhelming, but not if you're an insider. Join us as we shine light onto the latest happenings and chat about the future of our city. Each episode will introduce you to people you want to know, places you need to visit, and local knowledge you can't live without. We will help you get out and get involved. Episodes are dropping soon, and make sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts now. All right, we are so excited to have the West Coast Entertainment Director of Marketing, Peter Rossing, on today's episode. Welcome, Peter. Thank you. Good to be here. Tell us a little bit about your background in theater management and how your career path led you to this position here in Spokane. Oh, boy. How much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) Um, My background in theater management, you know, in coming out of college, I was – my bachelor's degree was in piano. So I was involved in quite a bit of theater, you know, playing for rehearsals, playing for actors, opera singers, um, and got – had done a little theater stuff, but you know, I just got interested in that world of things. Um, in the the musical musical theater side, um, did some set design also because I had a visual uh, background, visual art background. Um, but just got more and more interested in how things run. You know, all the pieces that have to come together, and the marketing and the management, organizational management. So then I went and got an MBA, and with the idea of doing arts management. Um, then I got into in, this was important. Got into a general manager job of a regional theater there, which was a big deal. But then I didn't really like it because <laughs> it was just you know, it was a nonprofit. It was struggling. There was you know board issues, so much going on. And I was and, and frankly I wasn't ready for it. You know that was my first job out of um, not too far out of college. And so then I did. Um, just this and that. Worked at Nike for a while. Did graphic design. Did. Um, events management, um, but always kind of kept coming back to theater stuff, you know, either freelancing, you know, helping with, um, did some uh, market research for the opera company down there, uh, some PR and um, graphic design and just freelance marketing for um, various arts groups and um, just kind of stayed in it. You know, I was on the board of a dance company, uh, uh, arts, um, visual arts uh, gallery and um, a group down there that has classes and such was on the board of that. Um, ran my own business for a while, which was um, an art supply store in Portland, um, which is not performing arts, but still arts related. Did a lot of events and things too uh, with that. So then when I moved up to Spokane, um, I worked with the uh, when they opened up the Myrtle Wilson Performing Arts Center at Gonzaga was doing marketing there and uh, then this position opened up with um, West Coast Entertainment so kind of been in and out of it but always interested in that marketing aspect of how do you reach different types of people for different types of things and how you know how an organization runs, what are all the pieces that need to come together, you know, managing projects, managing teams, um, but always around creative arts-centered things. And especially with theater, uh, it seems like you have such a strong passion for for theater and what it can do for the audience. So what brought you specifically to West Coast Entertainment here in the city? What made you really want to take this job on? Uh, Well, um, I think just the the scale and scope of 
what the touring Broadway productions are as it's, you know, we do have, a, we're a local company, a small um, local based team that brings in the shows, the national tours. So we have that connection to, um, you know, the local, the performing arts center, the local stage managers union, you know, all of our patrons and our sponsors. So there's, there's that local tie, but then also we, you know, talk to people daily on the East coast and, you know, in the, the bigger cities. So it's kind of, you know, you, you get a little bit of everything that's, that's neat. And then just the Broadway tours, the productions themselves, you know, Broadway is just so many things. Mm -hmm. It's, I had a marketing professor who always loved to remind us, you can't be all things to all people. Well, no, but you can be many things to many people. And that's what Broadway is. It's not, you know, all classics or all new or even all musicals. It's, it's so much variety. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting to me. It's fascinating. And we get so many cool shows here in Spokane. Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about some upcoming shows that you're looking forward to? Yeah. So we have a big season this year. And, you know, it's really interesting coming out of um, pandemic and all. We had shows from three different seasons all squeezed into 10 months last year. So it, it was crazy, including two big, you know, blockbusters, Wicked and Hamilton, back to back, which, you know, never happens. Each one was three weeks long. Um, so this this year we have a lot. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine shows still coming up. We've already had a couple in this, this season. Um, so we've got Book of Mormon as a special engagement, um, not part of the season. The ones that aren't part of season ticket package are we call special engagements. So um, they're ones that um, – we haven't already sold tickets to. I mean, they're all on sale, but we don't have subscribers already filling seats, so oh. you can get good choice of seats for those. Mm, that's yeah, good to know. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's just as a side note. That's interesting because we've got a lot of subscribers. Sometimes people might think, "Oh, I can't even get a ticket." Right. Well, um, yeah, a lot of tickets are sold, but there's still a lot of good seats left, especially for these special engagements. So Book of Mormon, that's a big one and a lot of people's favorite. And this is a brand new tour because they had, I think, two uh, cities left in their tour in 2020. We were one of them, two or three cities. We were one of them oh, in wow. April and then it got canceled. Oh. So they weren't going to keep that whole tour up and running oh. for two more shows. You know, So they didn't reschedule. They just closed that, made a new tour. Um, so this is brand new, you know, same production, but mm. new cast and all. Yeah. Um, and we're one of the, the first ones. Um, it just opens Good. next week in um, upstate New York, and we've got it in October. That so, is so exciting. Yeah. So one. we let all the people who had already had tickets, we let them know right away, hey, it's coming <laughs> back. So that's a big one. We got Ain't Too Proud in January. That's mm. a fairly new show. Um, won a bunch of Tony's, um, I think, 2019. I, sh I should know that. Um, <laughs> but I, I want to say 2019. Um, and that's the um, the full title is Ain't Too Proud, Life and Times of the Tim Temptations. Oh. So it's about the temptations. It's like all their music. But really kind of takes you through the lives of the the members of the group and the social, cultural, political times that all that happened in. Um, so it's you know really interesting to see how their music, which was very popular and you know more mainstream, but the the members of the group themselves had a lot of you know uh, personal um, interest and in, you know, stake in. Um, 
what was going on at the time in the 60s. Um, so so that that's really interesting. Yeah, um, that sounds great. And, and really, really great cast, you know, music, dance, all of that. Um, what else? We got Dear Evan Hansen in March. Yeah. And that isn't as familiar, I think, with maybe what we think of as, you know, kind of typical Broadway subscribers. But um, it's a somewhat newer show. It's been around for a while, but has a real following with uh, people 20s, 30s, and, and younger because it uh, deals with more contemporary issues of kind of what it's like to be a young person growing up and how do you connect with people in this digital age. And um, so, and really just great music. That's by the same musical team duo that did like Greatest Showman and some other shows. So oh, really songs you can't stop humming once once you hear it. Yeah. It's got a killer score. And that yes. one is especially dear to me because it talks about the issue of social anxiety, which I have. Mm. And you would never know that meeting me. <laughs> but I am like in any social environment, I'm constantly like hyperventilating and just mm. feeling like I'm being trapped. But I love being social. So it's this funny dichotomy. Mm. But I think that's a really interesting show for people to explore, you know, those mental health issues as yeah. well. And what's, you know, that's a good point too, because yeah, the, the music Musical is about it's a real portrayal of somebody going through issues like that, and you think, well, how can a musical, musical comedy, be about <laughs> you know things like that? But it's it's great. I mean, it it teaches you things. It you can empathize with people. It opens your eyes to things. But it's fun and enjoyable, and it's still live entertainment. And that's something I think a lot of people. It's easy to forget about Broadway that it's always going to surprise you. You know, you can do old things in new ways. You can do old things in traditional ways. You're always going to discover something new and interesting, and it just opens up new ideas. You know, every new production brings um, a new discovery, I think, for the audience. And for people to remember that and be open to it is makes it that much more exciting to go see a show. We really do find that. And I typically schedule to go out to eat or have cocktails or something after the show mm. because I find that it opens up discussion rather yeah. than going to dinner before debrief. and then going home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have a little debrief. I love going to June and Co. It's right across. Oh, yeah. This, little, um, yeah. yeah. It's a tiny little bar, but it has a gorgeous patio for mm -hmm, when the, you mm -hmm. know, when the weather allows us to, or any of those little bars like baby bar. So that you can have this nice intimate environment and talk and laugh with your friends. And it's just a nice way to have a night out on the town and get a little deeper discussion in yeah. about those shows. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's, I think that too, that the, with the beautiful Performing Arts Center right downtown, right on the river, we're, and on the park, we're so lucky here in Spokane that, you know, close by parking and all the places to eat. It's a great thing to make a night out of. You know, oh, it yeah. feels like you can just make a whole occasion. And, you know, another great thing about Spokane, I think we were saying this last time we talked, is like you in a lot of cities and even cities that didn't used to be so small, you got to plan way ahead to get tickets and then like bring your clothes to work with you because you don't have time to go home and make a dinner reservation. Here you can just like pop in the car, <laughs> go yeah, down, find yeah. parking. I mean, now I'm going to say too. It's better if you get there a little early because yes. we do have a lot of yes. people show up at 10 minutes before Oof. the show. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, you don't have to make this big you know, planning ordeal, but you can make a fun evening of dinner, drinks, desserts, yeah. and yeah. 
That's very true. And I think there's like an insider's guide to going to Broadway shows here in Spokane, (laughs) which may be a little different than other cities. And something that I always like to remind people of, it's come as you are. You don't have to feel like you have to dress up or get fancy. I'm in ripped jeans and a t-shirt today. I would totally go to a Broadway show in this. Some people do get dressed up. And that's really cool too. And it's everybody feels very welcome. But additionally to making sure that you're there significantly early. I would say you're really safe if you're 20 minutes early, at least, so yeah. you can get to yeah. your seat, get settled, maybe get a drink or, I you know. I personally would come earlier, but. Oh, know, really? I mean, so the well, real pros would come me. how early? That's me. I mean, my, I actually remember this, but my mom still tells me, my mom and dad tell me, Remind me of like when we would go to like, you know, story hour at the library when I'm four years old. And I'm like, what if we have a flat tire? What if, what if we can't find parking? Oh, that's so this was at like, like age four and five. You so were a I'm planner. just like, I like to get there early. But yeah, 20 to 30 minutes before mm-hmm. curtain. Yeah. yeah. That's a great point because I think a lot of people don't realize once you show up, there are hundreds of other people who are there waiting in line, having yes. to get their bags searched, having to get. So if you're cutting it close, you're going to stress yourself out, yeah. stress the poor people out at security, you know, yeah. and then the people who are trying to get you carefully to your seat. And if you have to climb across a bunch of people, if you're in the middle, I think those yeah, middle no center spots. I'll remember that. Yeah, yeah. Be very careful but, to get there. You know, once you get in, there's space. It's nice. There's yeah. windows. I just think oh, yeah. it's, it's part of the. The whole atmosphere, you know, why rush? Yeah. yeah. Calm down, read through the program. Yeah. yeah it's just makes, to me, it makes it more fun. It really yeah. does. Yeah. But, um, so no, talking about, yeah. I was going to say, so after the pandemic, you know, a lot of things change. So how did marketing change as the director of marketing? How did marketing mm. change? And also what's been your favorite marketing um, campaign that you've ever done? Okay. Well, you know, I think as far as what's changed, I don't know if we know yet. I was at a um, a conference in in May in, in New York, and they had some presenters from companies who – like consultants who work with performing arts centers and nonprofits and um, ticketing and various things. And th- so they have years of data, and they were talking about, you know, what's what's gone on. And a couple things they talked about is that during the pandemic, you know, each year you have some people who just decide, well, we're not going to do this anymore. Maybe they've gotten older or had illness or moved or whatever. So you always have that. So, you know, in, in – a uh, any organization, any performing arts organization, you should be thinking about who else can can we reach because we're going to you know lose some audience. Um, this you know the past couple of years we had more of that than usual, but most groups were not in the position to be doing anything new and reaching any new people. So there's this weird you know more going out than more coming in maybe and and people just not knowing who's going to want to come back are people going to be afraid to come back are people going to be eager to come back you know so we're kind of still figuring that out and so far you know it's easy to just kind of slip back into everything's back how it was mm. but you know we're just glad to have like a schedule work again where we can think about planning ahead and you know where it's not always crisis and you know what what are we going to tell people if the show is canceled or moved again you know so i think we're kind of just getting into thinking about that but i think the other piece of that was um that was really interesting is they said 
Some of the technological changes hmm. happened ultra fast. Things hmm. like everybody going to cashless concessions mm -hmm. or um, digital tickets on your mobile phone. Mm -hmm. um, those things which had been predicted to kind of go fully, um, be fully there in five, ten years are now here. Mm -hmm. And so what does that mean? You know, a lot of people, there are people who um, – Mm -hmm. aren't used to that um you know there are people and and it's not just older people you know we um there are people in their 80s or on up who are like oh yeah let's send them to my cell phone mm -hmm. and there's other people you know older younger who are like no i really you know, want to get a printed ticket because mm -hmm. i don't like that so you know so it's it all happens so fast that we're still sorting through that too but i think the opportunity and what we're really thinking of is given that there have been some changes, you know, who, who can we reach out to now to get this message of how Broadway is so many different things and the difference between watching something on TV, like mm. I mentioned earlier, you know, everybody got used to Netflix. It's like, you know, reminding people, how is it different to see it live? You know, yeah. when you see a show live, it is, it is being created in front of you in real time by real people. <laughs> you know, and when you think about that, you know, they could just, they could do anything. They could say, I don't want to say these lines. I don't want to do this dance movement. You know, they, they could just make it up. But, you know, so they've got that discipline of bringing the exact top notch energy to you every night, but maybe they do respond to something a little different that night. And you're seeing something special that no one else got to see you know yeah. and they do they tweak it a little bit so you know, that excitement it's just in the air and so reaching back out to new people same people who came before and reminding them yeah. about that that's that's what we're kind of thinking about how do we do that and what's really interesting too that i've noticed about live theater versus watching it on netflix or on any or on a streaming service even is that you get so much more richness from that immersive environment. You're seeing so much more yeah. detail in your periphery. Yes. Even if it were zoomed in on the main character, there may be something lovely that you're missing that adds so much depth to the story yeah. that you would completely miss if you were watching it on TV. So I – you know, because I, I watched Hamilton like everybody mm -hmm. else did during the pandemic. And there's a lot going on in the background, dancing, yes. and, yeah. oh, light changes, was... even, you know. And, yeah, um, and characters that are leering up yeah. over and, you know, having this kind of emotional response yeah. to what's and, happening down on the floor. It like gives me goosebumps. And to that's think about all it. been very planned by the director and the, the creative team to. To add to the experience, to add layers of meaning and depth. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, it, as a audience member of a live show, you're playing an active part. In a movie or TV, the director chose who's going to be in this close-up, what's the camera going to focus on. Those decisions are already made, and you can appreciate it, but you can't say, I want to look at this person. They're not. Mm -hmm. They're not on screen at a live theater. You can say, "I want to look around and focus on this aspect," or "I want to tune into this person's words," or "I want to watch the conductor for a while." Mm -hmm. You can. You know, I mean, there's been shows that I've gone to, and I'm like, I don't really, <laughs> I don't care about this story, yeah. but I love like the orchestra or something. Mm -hmm. So I'll just watch like the you know keyboard player and you can do that and still get tons out of it 
Yeah. And there's so much development of all of the additional storylines. And sometimes you may relate to one character more than another and be more yes. interested in what's going on on stage with them. But yeah, that's just something so irreplaceable about and, live theater. Yeah. And back to what you said about going and talking about mm-hmm. a show afterwards, you will start talking with the person you're sitting right next to and they saw a totally different show than yes. you did. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, and hopefully you both liked it, but that's really interesting too, more so than in, I would say than in the movies, you know, you, because of what you chose to, to focus on and what grabbed you personally. And the actors too, I think with the Wicked play, they switched out some of the actors later in the they show. They did run. because yeah. that was a three week run. And these tours do that, you know, frequently. You know, a few people we heard from and they were like, well, what happened? Did people get sick or did they get fired? And it's like, no, this is a, um, you know, during the tours, they're doing eight shows a week and then they travel to the next place. And, you know, that's – they can only last so long doing that. You know, I mean some of them do it a long time. But they, they do get another role or take a break and so they recast. And then they bring in new casts who are, you know, just as amazing as the one you just saw. But we happen to be for Wicked, happen to be during that engagement that they changed out most of – not all but most of the cast. So it's – I know people who saw it with both casts, yeah. and oh. you know, and got and it. Can be different, diff- yeah. yeah. And, and you know, it's not like a different show, like you missed out on one or the other. But it does; they have different interpretation. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's the magic of theater. Mm-hmm. You know, I have been so fascinated by that because my husband plays bass professionally for yeah. a variety of different productions in the area, and I've seen some shows five times over. You know, and yeah. <laughs> and it's always different depending on who's doing um, the acting and who's doing the music production. I mean, you just never know. It's kind of like a, a surprise each time, but yeah. a lovely one because it's a familiar story. But and then at different times in my life, I connect with stories in a completely different yes. way yeah. than mm-hmm. I do at others. So, you know, as we learn and grow as individuals, it can change the way we interpret theater, too. So yeah. And I, so, I have a question for oh, you. Oh, yes. True. <laughs> so when you go and see a show like five times or so, uh-huh. do you sit in totally different places or do you uh-huh. kind of try to see it from the same place? So I really do sit in different places because that is such a an important way to get a different experience too. I, think I so, find yeah. that when I'm really close, I can see the details of the actors' faces so much more and I appreciate the nuance of their performance versus when I'm further back, I can see how the entire cast and crew work mm-hmm. so hard. And the to, stage pictures they oh, make too and the choreography. Yeah. yeah, it's just stunning. And I also, you know, depending on the size of even the um the performance um, location, you know, whether it's like the Bing or the mm-hmm. Performing Arts Center or even somewhere smaller like the the black box downstairs at Civic, Civic Theater, yeah. mm-hmm. they are also wildly different and you mm-hmm. have a completely different experience. Um, there was one show I remember being very interactive because of the way they set it up where the stage was in the center of the room. Everyone was sitting sitting on the perimeter and then the actors would interact with people. Mm-hmm. And, and then that same production I saw in a more formal setting and it was completely different. So – it's very cool having so many different local theaters too. And I feel like you might not know that these different theaters are not connected and that they are all completely independent of one another. Sometimes you collaborate, but most of the time it's totally different. So what makes Broadway Spokane unique in this particular city? 
Yeah, well, we really are a different thing. And, you know, I mean, I love local theater and we have great local theater between here and the Valley and um, Coeur d'Alene, um, a lot of just top-notch talent. But we are, even though we've got a local team, you know, in the office doing marketing and box office and all that, um, we bring in tours. So, so really, unless somebody just happens to be from the area, which, you know, originally, which sometimes does happen, the, the casts, the, you know, the designers, the directors, all of that are people from other parts of the country or maybe even other, other parts of the world. So that's, that's the biggest difference. You know, these are, these, the shows that West Coast Entertainment brings in and, and the West Coast Entertainment is the company name, but the series is the STCU Best of Broadway uh, series. That's what most people are going to be more familiar with hearing. Um, you know, so these are these are the same shows that you would see on Broadway or London's West End that then create a more or less a duplicate um, company to go tour across the country. Um, the, the shows change a little bit because in New York, of course, they will remodel the entire theater um, to install the set. And a lot of those theaters might only be uh, 1,000 to 1,500 or so, whereas the most of the, the theaters like the First Interstate Center for the Arts are – 2000 on up, you know, so they modify them a little bit so that they can go in trucks, unload, put the set up, and then, um, and I think the actors have to um, project, you know, learn to project a little more in a, in a bigger space. But that really is the difference is that, you know, the, the shows we, we do are, are not um, local talent. They're bringing in, you know, national, international um talent and, and tours so the, the and and what's great is that we now are doing because Spokane has grown we do a full week of shows for most shows and because we do up to eight performances a week the bigger newer tours will come through Spokane um, if you only do a weekend or so like smaller cities do then the new um, titles that everyone's talking about that just won the Tonys when they do make a tour, they'll wait a few years to go to the smaller cities. But Spokane is now, we're on the circuit where we'll get a show the first year it's on tour. Which, yeah, so that's, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. It's a phenomenal difference. And we are so excited for this season and we plan on being at as many shows as we could possibly <laughs> yeah. be at because, you know, we're both such passionate supporters of the theater. And to wrap everything up, we always like to ask our favorite, in this case, three questions. We're doing the fast three today oh, no, okay. because this is the first thing we've ever done four interviews together. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, Rapid fire response. So yes. okay. first thing that comes to your head. Uh -oh. Ready? All right. So Go. the first question, if you could see one play come to Spokane, which one would it be? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I just saw six on Broadway. It was so much fun. And it, it's, if people haven't heard of it, it's the six wives of Henry VIII. Like they're a girl band, like Spice Girls or something. <laughs> and it, it sounds silly and it kind of, it kind of sounds silly and it kind of is, but it's just so clever and well done. So that would be tons of fun. And stay tuned. Maybe we'll have it soon. Oh my gosh. I will be there on opening night with bells on, maybe literally. Uh, okay, so favorite play that has come to Spokane? Ooh, I really loved Hades Town that we just yeah. had in July. That was um, 
multi Tony Award winner, uh, really kind of different, just beautiful music, really just different and um, beautiful story. Um, everything about it is just kind of it, – it's one of those that you can't describe until you see it. And, mm. But that yeah, that was great. Magical. If you could bring one play back, which one would it be? Play back. Well, I would say the one the one I just said, but since we just had it, I better go farther back. Um, what else have I really liked? They they all start blending together. They um, really do. <laughs> there's so many. Um, uh, do I get the phone a friend? Yes, you can. <laughs> yeah, you can. I would. When, I'd see Hamilton again. Personally. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I definitely totally Hamilton. That would be fun to see again. Um, sure, I'll go with that one. <laughs> I was your friend that you phoned you know, Sometimes us, but... I have to think. There's there's ones that you're like, oh, I'd love to see this again. And then there's other ones like, yeah, I wanted to see it again, but I don't need to right away. You know? Yeah. Um, but Hamilton, there, there's so much going on that you could get something new out of it every time. So, sure. Yeah. And every <laughs> single time that I've seen it, even with different casts, I'm always amazed. Yeah. Because – yeah, the layers of the story is really And, you know, I have out. to say, I'd love to see that again and have it here again when we're in a little bit calmer pace, when it's not so crazy with coming out of COVID and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think, you know, there's some – that's why, like I said, it's all a blur because I think it's the same for a lot of people. We were all just so busy and so much last year that it was just kind of hard to really – Calm down and enjoy stuff. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's another exciting thing about this coming season. I think we're all in a better place to just enjoy some of this, yeah. the, the shows. Finally, yeah. if we want to. Yeah, yeah I was thinking so about for six that. behind the scenes, by the way, and six looks amazing. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. Look, they so just good. did a tiny desk concert on NPR oh. like a few weeks ago. Look that up. They, they did a number of songs, and that gives you kind of a taste of it. That is always our jam. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate you coming into. Day. We are so excited to see everything the STCU Best of Broadway brings to Spokane, and we can't wait to see you at a show. Yeah, great. Well, glad you're going to be there, and we will look for you. And um, like I said, just remember, there's so much going on. There's something for everybody. And if you so. want to see what's going on, follow Broadway on social media. Uh, Instagram, it's at Broadway Spokane. Website is broadwayspokane.com. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming Thank on, you. Peter. Thank you both.